Yes, you're wrong. The podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, <laughs> Shelby. Thank you. Yes. To all who celebrate, including the GOP, who is actively trying to uh, undo all the good that MLK did in his lifetime. So, But they, but they love a holiday. Love they a day love off. love a holiday. <laughs> Love a remembrance. They just also like to stop teachers from teaching about it. So, uh, well, yeah, there's more important to people to be teaching about this, such as <laughs> Ronald Reagan, obviously, yeah. and Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Well, are you doing anything to celebrate? Reading anything? Um, I am reading this book that I really like called Ghosts. Um, oh. Have you? seen this or heard it it's by it's by dolly alderton no it's a novel it's sort of like a i guess like kind of a rom com kind of situation but like more high brow than that okay it's, it's very funny and the writing is very like witty i think so i may be like 80 pages in and i'm really enjoying it i'm reading it from my book club Oh, yes. Uh, great. Good job. You know what? I haven't even read a book this year. I'm already behind. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> I know. But I wasn't know. last year you were like, you were like, oh, the year before I read like 700 books. This year I'm going to take it <laughs> easy and only read 12. And then you read like, again, 700 books. Was that I the mean, narrative? No, it was I had read 100 books and then was going to do 50, but ended up doing 80, 70, 80. And so now I'm like... Are you burnt out? Or you just re- you've read everything? I've read everything I'm read. interested in. <laughs> well, this is um, good, I think. I mean, I don't know if you would like it. I don't know. But it's... Yeah. Well, I've been working through this book called Razor Blade Tears. Have you heard of that one? No. It's like about two like older gentlemen, like one's black and one's white. And they were both like ultra conservative and, and had issues with their sons who ended up getting married, like issues with their gay sons, but then the gay sons are murdered. And so they come together to kind of take justice in their own hands as these like hard weathered, uh, you know, is criminal this a real past. Story? No, or no, this no. Is, oh, it's, okay, a novel. it's a novel. It's like good. It's like, uh, I don't know. I want to see how it ends before I like decide how I feel about it. <laughs> Razor blade tears. Yeah. Oh no, I have not seen this. This cover is giving me uh yeah, it's giving me like old country for no men sort of vibes. <laughs> so I can yeah, okay. Yeah, there's some violence and it's kind of like, well, I- I'm happy for these men figuring it out as they go, but I don't know if I need so much, you know, uh vigilante justice being served. But. Yeah, that is an interesting strategy of being like, okay, we know that men love these sort of like vigilante narratives, but <laughs> now instead of their like attractive virgin daughter, it's now going to be their uh, their gay son. They're yeah, like, uh, they're... do we really, do I want to put effort into this vigilanteism? Uh, 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 do I get to shoot people? Okay, I guess, I guess, I'll, I guess I'll use it as an excuse. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more driven towards uh 
allyship and diverse voices and you know there's conversations being had between these men of a certain age and so I don't know I just want to see how it ends I want to see how it ends feel see how I feel about it but it's been like a harder one maybe to start the year off because it's kind of like more literary I guess I don't even know if it's literary it's just more heavy than maybe I should have started <laughs> 2022. Well, this, so far, this book is not heavy that I'm reading. <laughs> yeah, so. it doesn't sound too bad. Uh, so I'll have to put it in the docket. Um, but I I mean, this week has been an interesting uh, peppering of news stories. I, I was excited to hear your thoughts on Machine Gun Kelly and... Uh, <laughs> oh, and Megan Fox, and Megan Fox getting Fox engaged. Getting, getting engaged. <laughs> I have a hard time like mustering up any sort of feelings for either of these two. Mm-hmm. I'm not really attached. Like Machine Gun Kelly is a musician. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yes. I, I want to uh, say so. He's in a band. I, I feel the same. Is he, he in a band? <laughs> Don't band? put it on me. You brought this story up. You're supposed okay, to but okay, my, I'm up but my emphasis Kelly. was on they have very much like Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob. Thornton, yes, Thornton energy. energy. And like, even in this proposal, he was like... Oh, he's a rapper. He was like explaining his... Re- he's like, yes, in this life and every life. And then beneath the same branches we fell in love under, I brought her back to ask her to marry me. Um, it The diamond is set on two magnetic bands of thorns that draw together as two halves of the same soul forming the obscure heart that is our love. And then she's like... And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes, and then we drank each other's blood. <laughs> what? That's what they said. I don't know. I did they actually I don't do it? No. I mean, they according to them, and you know, Angelina Jolie like wore Billy Bob's blood in a, a, a vial oh, yeah, on her like a necklace. necklace. So it's like I don't know what vibe this is. Like I don't know what community they're a part of. <laughs> But it's a lot. It feels Would like a lot. Would you drink Rob's blood? No. I mean, not for fun. Like, if it was like, you have to do this or I'll shoot him. Like, yes, I would. You know, like, there's... Mm-hmm. I can't say Do you like never. the taste of blood? <laughs> N- I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't. Uh-huh. Th- but I feel like it's a thing that some people are like, oh, like... You know, like if like the irony taste, oh, like yeah, like yeah, if you yeah, like yeah. cut your lip or something, right? I mean, I guess it's not like, and I don't. It's know. not like gag. You know, it's like there's a lot of other bodily fluids that I would not want to partake in before blood. I guess. Yeah, power Just rank saying. bodily fluids that you would uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'd rather drink. I think tears. I'd rather oh, do the blood. Yeah, I think. Would I, I guess it depends on how much of it. Like, I feel like tasting sweat, not terrible, but like uh-huh. drinking sweat, probably uh-huh. wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I guess, yeah, it's like, it's like James Corden's game of like, eat it or spill your guts or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like tears, urine, sweat. I read an article <laughs> that was saying that. The, or I, I guess I saw it on Twitter, a link to an article that was talking about how some doctor or another is saying that you need to drink your own oh, urine yes. to, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to cure COVID. What your body has expelled already holds the magical cure to right. COVID. Yeah. I mean, um, the, it, we don't want to spread misinformation. So that is not logically sound. And many doctors have uh, since come out and said that that is not a good 
health choice. So uh, please do not attempt. Would at home. you, if if it was like, okay, you are immune from ever getting COVID again if you just drink a glass of your own urine? Would you do it? I mean, I guess. I mean, uh, yeah, but I already have the vaccine, so it's like, why would I? You know. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying, you know, like. <laughs> If, if yeah, it meant I, like, oh, I never had to get a cold again, I probably would. Oh, honestly. oh, definitely. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if, if there was an option if that to was get a, out of anything I, just yeah. by drinking urine, I probably would. Right. I would, if it was getting out of a cold, I'd probably drink a glass of urine once a month. <laughs> I feel like having hey, a cold Hey, you won't now until you try it, Matt. Yeah, that's you gotta true. get going. <laughs> case study of one okay but while we were talking about that i was looking up machine gun kelly apparently he's a rapper oh okay yes yeah his the his highest ranked song is something called bad things which came out in 2016 with camilla cabello have you heard of this song i wouldn't know unless i heard it i yeah he does not appear to be that successful to me i don't i don't see a lot of big big hits on the discography here on wikipedia yeah. I mean, I think we are a different audience. Oh, he's also an actor. He was in Bird Box. He was in Bird Box. Yeah. I remember that being a headline. The in King fact, of we probably Staten talked Island. about it on our podcast. Well, we didn't talk. I've never seen Bird Box. <gasps> he's in Project Power. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's it. That's the one. That's where it came up. Was he, we, the, was he like the drug addict that was on fire or whatever? Yeah. I think that okay. was it. He blew up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that movie was terrible. Wow. So I mean, true love—they found each other in this life, as in the others before and after. So I'm happy for them. I, I just I, I can't get a sense of who Megan Fox is. Not that I like need to. Obviously, she can do whatever she wants, <laughs> present however she wants. But I, I just think of her as like a new girl and kind of her, um, interview energy, which is not. It isn't like weird goth emo girl. So I don't know. She holds multitudes, I guess. And I, I'll honor that. But happy for the couple. She's <laughs> made them last like, forever. She, I feel like she's got like um, not Bella Thorne energy, but mm. like moving in that direction. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> sort of like hot, but like, mm. uh, like offbeat Tricky. sort of. Yeah. <laughs> But in like a kind of goth way. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I was going to talk about all of the uh, Britney Spears drama that continues. Because obviously she's... Not even just Britney. (laughs) Well, well, yes. She's like out of her conservatorship. But turns out that Jamie Lynn Spears, her younger sister, also known as Zoe 101, (laughs) uh, released or it has a memoir coming out. And obviously the memoir talks about Britney Spears because they're sisters. And it seems, I think most people feel like, okay, it's a bit of a uh, cash grab, Mm. especially because Britney is so much in the news. And like, what is Jamie Lynn's memoir going to be about really? Like Zoe 101? Like what else has she really done? Yeah. But 
she's been on the press tour now where she's made some statements about Britney Spears and her mental health and how she tried to help at various points and blah, blah, blah. Britney has taken umbrage with some of those statements and then has gone to social media to call out Jamie Lynn, who's mm-hmm. then had to defend herself. Then Britney sort of went back and sort of was like apologizing for things that she had said about Jamie Lynn. It, it's, it's all very messy. But it also feels like playing right into Jamie Lynn's hand of uh, getting a lot of sales on this memoir. I mean, I don't know, because I feel like it's kind of uh, shot herself in the foot a little because she also had an excerpt about how she felt bullied on Zoe 101. Wait, what is that called? I never I never watched it. Yeah. Zoe 101. Zoe 101. And um, and then the other co-star came out and was like no you bullied me and here's like the timeline of how that happened and why I left the show and how I didn't I wasn't involved in like these reunion things or whatever you did because I never felt welcomed by you and blah 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 and here's like a fact check on your uh, assertions in the book and it's like that's a whole he said she said situation but the pattern people are noticing here is that Jamie Lynn says something and then someone comes out and refutes it and so it is kind of like uh, you know, like not not looking great, and I feel like more and more people are less and less trusting of Jamie Lynn and her book, and so I wonder if that will affect sales, like other, um, you know, memoirs that haven't haven't done as well because of bad publicity. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Also, I feel like it's sort of a faux pas I feel like to be seen with that book like I'm not sure I'd want to be seen on the subway (laughs) reading Jamie Lynn's memoir Uh, yeah well what's also interesting is like the 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 like criticism Britney's getting for like quote-unquote airing the dirty laundry or whatever but it's like you you can't like say hashtag free Britney and then be mad with what she does with that freedom and like she's felt silenced and she's felt misunderstood and cornered by her family for so long that it's sort of like how can you expect her to just like sit quiet and play nice while her sister goes on this weird press tour talking about her and like I don't know it's kind of interesting to watch the general public try and be like oh well yeah but not that way like don't no you don't need to do that it's not a good look for you you know well it's very much like sort of the like welfare state I guess in general of people being like okay well we want to help you but then you have to do exactly what we say (laughs) or otherwise we don't want to help you and it's like Britney Spears obviously has some mental issues uh like should she be under a conservatorship not necessarily but at the same time like she is it's not like oh she was uh you know a perfectly sane person with no emotional baggage who was somehow like locked up in this situation uh against her will for no reason so you can't expect her to like come out of this and then you know be like a fully functioning completely yeah i mean she's still yeah she's still talking through it learning about it like remembering it obviously like she went through a trauma both before during and now after the conservatorship so right you know she's talking about like oh should i go on oprah oh should i write a book like all this sort of stuff and i think you'll just see her naturally processing this and hopefully being able to do it in uh you you know a healthy way and like find the closure and sort of right 
move forward in the and best maybe way release possible. a new album yeah <laughs> hopefully Brandon, maybe yeah get some songwriting going. <laughs> if it's worked for taylor it could work for you <laughs> But um, I I saw this hap- this came out today the uh, Joss Whedon New York Magazine article. Did you have a chance to read it on this I fine Monday? I morning? saw the I saw like the headline, but I did not read it. What yeah. was the What's the gist? I know that there's been like stuff about him oh, circulating for a while. Boy. Yeah, well, Joss Whedon's been um, a victim of cancel culture, uh, both. I think primarily like there's always been whispers about him, but most of the time people have been like, Oh, he's such a feminist. Like he did Buffy the vampire slayer. He was, he was championing women characters. He brought feminism to, (laughs) to, uh, um, Marvel and like all this sort of stuff. But then in the background, there's all these stories about like, Oh, he was actually kind of a dick to work with. He was actually pretty abusive in his like, uh, like verbally and, uh, verbally and emotionally abusive to his like, set people and all this stuff but then when uh justice league came out and then when the snyder cut came out a bunch of the stars of that admitted like no it was actually pretty horrible and especially um uh the cyborg actor ray fisher he was like he was grossly like inappropriate to me very racist he he alleged that uh joss whedon tried to changed the color tone of other people of color in the film because he didn't like how dark they looked. So like very, 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 very bad, bad press for Joss Whedon. He's been on the outs and has, so the New York magazine comes out with this article called, um, uh, what was it? Like, uh, a convert, an interview with an alleged vampire, like, Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interview with the alleged vampire. And it is a horrible, horrible story. I can't tell what New York Magazine was thinking because um, it's clearly kind of like biased in the sense that it's trying to give Joss Whedon a voice and like trying to give him a chance to speak up for these allegations. And it doesn't seem especially critical of Joss Whedon's bonkers quotes and uh, explanations and sort of justifications and whining that goes on in the article. But basically, he's like, um, he's talking about everything from obviously the Ray Fisher stuff. And he's like, no, I was never racist. Like, this was a targeted attack from Snyder. And the interviewer was like, so you're saying Snyder told people like to get him them on his side and he's like i don't want to say who did what but someone like poisoned them against me and it was so hard to work with them and and then he talked about how gal gadot was actually like she had told a story about him being verbally abusive and he's like well she just didn't understand me because english is her second language like in the interview that came out today and then in the worst part for me, I mean, and hopefully for him, like it's pretty damning. He was asked about like, did you have affairs with people on the set of Buffy? Like, did you, were you going after the actresses and the girls on Buffy? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I feel bad, but, um, I was powerless to resist them. I felt like I had to sleep with them. And he's like, Oh, I'm not joking. Like, have you ever been like with these beautiful young women? And, and you like, he said he feared if he didn't have sex with them that he'd always regret it. And so he's like, oh, I, I, there was this insecurity and this arrogance. And it was just like, 
the way he talks about it is clear he hasn't he hasn't felt any sort of shame for it or like regret except that people think he's a bad guy now and he just keeps talking around like the concerns people have and just being like well they they misunderstood her oh no you guys are painting me the wrong way well my ex-wife was out to get me and she put all these news in the bad press and since some of it was true i couldn't prove the untrue parts and it is just not a good look so Luckily, most people agree that it's not a good look and that Joss Whedon continues to dig his hole even deeper. But it's interesting that New York Magazine would even try to sort of uh, reconstruct his image or help him get out of this hole because it is not looking good. (laughs) Well, but were they? Is that what they were doing? Because I kind of feel like they obviously like wanted to ask him all of these questions. Right. And then his responses were just so bad I like I can only imagine being a journalist and being in an interview like that where you just are listening to the person and you're like, oh, my gosh, this like these answers are insane. It's like whatever that show, The Jinx, where a man (laughs) committed or like um, like was on mic and admitted to killing the people like you must be sitting there while he's talking and you just know like, oh, my gosh. Or like Rachel Lindsay letting Chris Harrison kind of talk about. Yeah, I know. I, I want to believe that. But then it's also like, well, why are you giving him the platform, you know, to continue to spew his weird anti Ray Fisher tirade and like uh, have that come out on Martin Luther King Day? Like, it's just like, it's a weird energy. But obviously, yeah, the magazine is a magazine that has to sell. And this story has trended almost immediately. So it makes sense from a business perspective why they'd be like, oh, well, if he's going to say nonsense, like we might as well be the ones to print it. Right. Well, or, I mean, or it's like they had a freelancer who did an interview with him and then, yeah. you know, uh, they were like, hey, I have these amazing quotes. And I'm like, well, we're not going <laughs> to buy this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a pretty alarming, just like tons of screenshots on Twitter going viral and stuff. Like it's as a whole piece, it's just like, whoa. And then as individual it, <laughs> shout outs, it's like, yikes, this is not helping his cause mm. uh, uh to pivot do you think that he will get the call to be this year's oscar host <laughs> yeah. marvel's probably getting a contract ready for him to do the next avengers flick because mm-hmm. the oscars have announced that they are having a host again this oh. year after not having a host the last couple of years which i feel like has not gone great. <laughs> and so now they're on the hunt looking for one. Uh, apparently there's this narrative that Tom Holland has said multiple times that he would like to host the Oscars. And mm. so people are like, are they, is Tom Holland going to host it? I don't necessarily either, but like he is in the most popular film of, you know, the past, however many years. So, it wouldn't be a terrible choice, I feel like, to have a young, very hip, popular person. I sort of wondered if they would get him and Zendaya to do it together. Because I feel like, you know, she would be good in, like, a musical number. Honestly, I don't know if he sings, but I feel like he was good when he was on the lip sync show. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just think it's a lot of attention from a lot of different audiences. And like Anne Hathaway's, I feel like it could go wrong for someone so young and inexperienced. Yes. The thing with Anne Hathaway, though, is that she was just saddled with a terrible (laughs) co-host in James Franco. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But he's so young. Like, I can't picture it. I can't picture it. But that might just be ageist and, like, traditionalist of me to say. I mean, honestly, why are we not the Oscar hosts? (laughs) I feel like we could do it easily. (laughs) 
You know what? I can just imagine you sort of like sauntering on stage, like not Thank really you. caring that much, and then sort of just like telling jokes that, that are actually that. just um uh like like just ripping celebrities apart limb from limb, and people are like, was that was there a joke in there? And it's like, no, no. not really. <laughs> it's just the Shelby's TED Talk. Uh, yeah, tirade. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would welcome that. I don't think I'd play it as cool as you'd hope. I think I'd get pretty tongue tied pretty fast. I also think it would just destroy my self-esteem just being in a room of such beautiful people and not being like, I feel like it, they ha- it would just, it's too much, you know, it's like too much auras. <laughs> but here's the other thing I feel like is that, are they actually that beautiful? I think <laughs> yes. if you saw a lot of them up close, it's no. like they have so much makeup and stuff on that. I'd be like, huh? Absolutely interesting. not. Like even meeting like random b-list celebrity they just like stand out you're like whoa i get it i see how this worked out for you not that you have to be like well, kendall look, jenner for everyone to be like famous but there's like something there yeah it's like yeah. their teeth their hair like everything is like <laughs> they there's money that's glow. been put into it yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't have the same worries you and i do they don't get the same and they have so much time to just concern themselves with their appearance no, they just have other people to yeah, do it for yeah. them. It's <laughs> like uh, if someone whose only job in life was to do hair, did my hair every day, it yeah. would look different than me doing my hair what? every day. <laughs> what a dream. I would love to see you get dolled up for the Oscars. I mean, someday, maybe. Someday. You're on your way. I'm on my way. A couple way. more listicles and you'll be, at the, you'll be at the BuzzFeed station doing the slow-mo camera work on yes. the red carpet <laughs> i did i this week was sort of like a mild fever dream in my job because we're putting because euphoria is out which yes. i guess i don't know can we pivot into uh love it oh, or hate okay it? yeah sure because i'm gonna talk about euphoria oh, okay okay um because i hadn't watched any of it and now i watched the whole thing because it's out and my boss was like okay well we need to do euphoria coverage because the buzzfeed audience loves that yes anyways so i've been watching that but we decided to do a ranking of all the teens on HBO shows in general, <laughs> which is a very BuzzFeed thing to do. But so this, it was pitched by one of our writers. And so she was going to write it, but it's tricky because HBO has, you know, dozens of different yeah. shows and she obviously hasn't seen them all. So we were like, Oh shoot, actually she can't write this list. We as a team have to write this list together because, you know, we've all sort of seen different shows or different pieces of them in order to rank, you know, these like 50 teen characters. So I was on a three hour long (laughs) zoom meeting where we're having discussions. (laughs) Yeah. That's like, okay, should mayor of East town's daughter be higher (laughs) or lower than Quinn from white Lotus? Okay. Where do we think that Tony Soprano's son goes on the list? Like, and having like actual like earnest arguments on where to put like these characters. Yeah. Is that going to be a podcast that's released later? Or? I mean, probably not. But <laughs> the but the list will be coming out. I've written my pieces for it. And it is I was like, wild that I'm getting paid to write this list. Like, yeah, honestly, <laughs> there are better things that people could be doing in the world. Lots of them, and yet here I am doing this. Hey, but it was as a good the time. HBO show Station Eleven teaches, entertainment is really the only thing we've got going for us as a 
as a species. And, and we have ranked characters from <laughs> Station Eleven in this list. So <sighs> wow. be on the lookout. I am excited. Um, but anyways, Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. I I don't <laughs> have you watched it? No. No, I haven't. I think it's too like way too far from my experience as a high schooler to even like think I could relate. And I'm fine with that. It's not for me, you know? So I will like I have a lot of mixed thoughts on this. Mm. The show is very, very entertaining, which I oh, did not necessarily think that it would be. Like and entertaining is- as in engrossing, as in funny, as in emotional, like what? As in engrossing, I guess. Like, there's a lot of drama and interesting plot lines, and the characters are all interesting. Yeah. So it's been fascinating to sort of watch. Like, I breezed through it. I thought it would be more annoying than it is. And Mm. also, the way that it is shot and put together is very... Like, it's just a very interestingly constructed show. And then the drama and the characters are also really compulsive. So I like it kind of reminds me to a certain degree of like the first season of um the morning show in that like <laughs> oh, in like is it good? No, but is it like very watchable? Yes, but I think that the writing on this show is better than the morning show and also I think the way that it's put together is a lot more interesting. Hmm. Like all of the episodes start out with Zendaya sort of like narrating flash like narrating like the life story of a different character so each episode is sort of about a different character but then just like the way like they'll just be like a random cartoon sequence in the middle or like there are just so many different like choices of visually how they're doing things it it's an interesting show um so is it like um what was the Childish Gambino show, Atlanta? Did you ever watch that? Yes. Is it, it like ha- that? Kind of, but it's more like poppy and sort mm-hmm. of uh, like juicy than that, I think. Right. Like that was sort of nuanced in some ways where this really <laughs> isn't. But it does have that sort of energy of like, we're just going to take like a wild tangent here and go down like a rabbit hole hmm. and then come back. Uh. But I guess the thing that I am struggling with is sort of what the takeaway of the show is. Like, not that it's supposed to have a takeaway, but all of these characters have these backstories that are, like, very dramatic and sort of, like, hot-button issue sob story-ish a bit. And I'm like, I don't know if we're supposed to kind of feel like, oh, it sucks to be a teenager, like all these people were screwed up by their parents. So now like, what was them? Or if, or if we're just kind of like, I don't know who we're supposed to be rooting for or rooting against sometimes. And it is very Mm hyper-sexualized, very um, drug addled. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think the teenagers are behaving like teenagers who I've ever met, but (laughs) it is interesting. And honestly, I think it's, like, if you sort of watch it and try to forget the fact that they're high schoolers and sort of try to look <laughs> at it like they're all, you know, like, 24, it makes the whole thing make a lot more sense. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. It is interesting, though. I'll say that. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just such an old lady when I talk about my lack of interest in it. But it just seems like, well, what's the point? If it's not representing real, like, not that 
Gossip Girl ever represented like reality or or like the shows we grew up, you know, or or Secret Lives of the Secret Life of the Pregnant Teenager or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I just I know this is what we do is we tend to first like pull at the interesting parts of the new generation or whatever and then just like extremify it for entertainment but it's just like if zendaya has to like make statements that are like hey if you're young and like you just like me don't watch this because you feel like you have to like i'll you don't have to support this part of my journey (laughs) like just warning off her many many young followers it's just kind of like well what's happening here i don't know it just feels like would i want to watch that as a kid or would i want kids to watch that like no but then what is who is the show for yeah, it's definitely not for kids, but I don't, I don't, I would say like, if you haven't watched the, like, I would maybe watch the first two episodes because uh-huh. the first episode is a little bit differently like constructed than the rest of them are. Yeah. Um, But they are, it is like doing a lot of things. <laughs> and I feel yeah. like having watched it, I now get a lot of references mm. and sort of understand the, this like cult of actors that are in it um because they keep popping up other places and i'm sort of like slightly confused by them but then you watch the show and you're like okay now i understand like sydney sweeney and alexa demi and barbie ferreira like i i feel like i was missing a big chunk of pop culture and now it like has filled in a bunch of gaps for me now you understand the memes and the yeah (laughs) you can follow along to you now i understand the girl in the bathtub with her hands over her mouth (laughs) well speaking of a show that is uh made for me uh more appropriate and yet still bonkers yellow jackets on nbc Yellow Jackets had its season finale, and I know I've already talked about this probably three weeks in a row. I was gonna say we definitely have have gone. I over know, this. but I, I want to reiterate. Yet, I want to reiterate. Okay, I just I, and also I need to find people who have watched it. So this is a plea. This is a this is a request to our listeners that if I'm you have watched watch it, it looks Yellow very Jackets. good. Everybody's <laughs> talking DMs. about it. I yeah, need to. Please talk to me about it. I'd love to talk about it. It's fun too because it's very like '90s, which is I wasn't of age you know in the 90s but i appreciate the musical cues kind of the like old schooly reference it's not like too heavy on it it's not like oh look here's my floppy disk you know like that sort of thing (laughs) but i do really appreciate the energy they're bringing and i the more i watch it the more it's just like flawlessly cast and everyone's doing an excellent job and the finale was just like just spicy enough like it was just enough to get me excited for season two without feeling like it it blew the whole like surprise or secrets or whatever because usually when a when a new show comes out all that you're worried about is the first season and so they go big they go hard it's lost it's you know it's it's the big little lies i guess that's different because it was based on a book and it wasn't meant to be two seasons and never should have been but it just is like it goes so hard and gives so much and you just are like wowed and it's great Whereas this one was pitched originally as a five season arc. And so I think they have a better idea of how they're going to extend it. And so they honored that through this finale that wasn't like all, it didn't like show everything it needed to, right? Like it left a lot of mystery still. It just laid the groundwork in a really exciting way for what's going to come next. And I'm really, 
I was really wowed. And I feel like I just want more people to get on board because the Yellow Jackets train is like very exciting to be a part of. And I feel like that it's hard to find a show that people are actively watching and like theorizing about. And this is very reminiscent of someone who was of age when Lost was out. Like the the Reddit boards are crazy. The <laughs> there are wild theories galore. And everyone's just like thinking about it, excited about it, wondering who will be cast as these different characters, like blah, 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 blah. So it's a good time to get invested because I think it will only grow with like people's word of mouth and like the season two build up. And I'm hoping they'll send them out quickly because because <laughs> they need to ride this train, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, people are also watching Euphoria week to week. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Euphoria, it, like, does it? Yes, I'm sure. Yes. Obviously I mean, it's are. not mystery, but it's not but, a mystery. But it's it's not like a, it's not like a, oh, what's happening here? Is it supernatural? What's going on? Like, who? You know, I don't think on Euphoria there's any cannibalism, but there is some, there is something going on here. Uh, So, (laughs) is there any cannibalism in Euphoria? I wouldn't put it. (laughs) I would not put it past. There's some drinking of blood when they, when they get together as couples. It could be. Yeah, well, good TV shows galore, I guess. I'm glad you're back on the TV train. Hope you find some time for Yellow Jackets. And um, I don't know if I'll ever watch Euphoria, honestly. I mean, <laughs> you don't you don't have to. But if you're going to, now is the time, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, Um, Because there's only one season and now two episodes of the second season. Um, But it was a very fast watch. Huh. Uh Okay, well, we'll be back on Thursday to talk about Scream, <laughs> the new Scream movie, which I am obsessed with. Shelby, oh. I, can't, I can't wait for you to watch it in so we can talk about it. Cause... I know. I don't want to say I've been putting it off. Like, it's not been intentional. I just haven't had the time yet. But also, I needed to make sure the Wikipedia article got updated before I went in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gotta get those spoilers so I'm mentally prepared for different. Yes, yeah. So you'll know jumps. who the bad guy is yeah. beforehand. Yeah, Ugh, the worst. I mean, I started reading. This is just a tangent, but I started reading the Wikipedia page, and it wasn't giving me the details I need. So then I'm like, well, do I even finish it? So I haven't finished the article. So maybe I'll go in with a little mystery. Yeah, don't don't read the end. You know, like <laughs> I feel like one. Okay, I'll, you, you know what? Point. You know what, Matt? I'll go. I'm gonna go during the day. I'll, it'll probably be an empty theater, so I hopefully won't be too scared. So I'll I'll try it. I won't go in with spoilers. Okay. I mean, there's your typical. Okay, perfect. There's like your typical jump scares, like you know, sort of yeah. in the beginning, middle, but then the ending is uh is uh very much a you know sort of just like a big sort of like fight sequence yeah, yeah. kind of thing so that's not as scary as scary i and think also, yeah i think i can the, do like scream easier than i can do something like hereditary usually well and also the thing with scream is it's a they're all whodunits yeah, yeah so there's that added element where most horror movies that's not a part of right. it like you know who michael myers is you know who jason is it's not like where yeah. scream is a little bit more like a scooby-doo episode where you're like <laughs> who is wearing the mask yeah well, I'm excited. But, yes, me too. I am very <laughs> excited. And excited for our episode on Euphoria in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. LOL, LOL. Okay, see you on Thursday, everybody. Um, until then, you can follow us on social media. You can leave us a review. You can buy our merch, do all the things. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye. Bye.